I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Eric Hasseltine, the Memphis Grizzlies Radio Network. Play-by-play host, of course, the Grizzlies taking on the Sixers tomorrow night. Five of the next six are at home. Pre-game will start at 6.30, tip-off at 7 p.m. All right, Eric, how much of the free throw shooting is sample size? Um, it's been a problem. All year. I don't know if it's sample size, but as a team, you're shooting below 70%. Obviously, Steven Adams' numbers have not been where he would like them to be or anybody would like them to be, so that brings you down. But um, not having Desmond Bain out there to shoot free throws hurts. But Josh started out phenomenal from the free throw line, and he's just struggled over the last three, four weeks. Whatever For whatever reason, his, his percentage has dropped. And then good free throw shooters are missing free throws in certain games. And it's games that, you know, sometimes it hurts you, sometimes it doesn't. Last night was just kind of the perfect storm. They got a little bit of a lead but missed some opportunities to extend the lead. And then Minnesota fought back. And I don't know if it was um, maybe you got that lead and you thought, okay, without Towns, they're not going to really keep coming. They did a good job. Edwards got going in the first quarter but really didn't do anything in the second or the third. I mean, he was he had one point in the second and third quarter, and then he had a monster fourth. So, um, I, you know, it's a problem. You you can't miss that many. You can't miss twelve free throws and turn it over twenty seven times and expect to win a game. That's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's just one of those one of those nights where that one thing started going wrong and everything started going wrong. The defensive scheme of of Minnesota to kind of pack the middle. And I talked with Jim Peterson, who's their television analyst, and played in the NBA for a long time. He said, yeah, we, just, we were just packing the lane, and if you guys found open threes. But I give their perimeter defenders credit as well because when they did pack the lane, a lot of those guys were quick enough to get out to the to the wings and, and to the corners because that's a night where you had three shot clock violations. And whether I, I remember one of them I felt like it was they didn't get in the offense quick enough. They kind of were stagnant getting in there. And the other times they just couldn't get the look that they wanted. And – Three in a game. three three shot clock violations in an NBA game is a ton. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, I don't want it to seem like, oh, just the free throw shooting was the reason they lost. Oh, the reason why they lost was they could not take care of the basketball. But I guess that was my question. Yeah. How much of how much of it last night was sloppiness from the Grizzlies, and how much of it was what what the Timberwolves did to them defensively? I think a bit of both. I mean, I think it was probably more sloppiness. Um, the, the Wolves had 13 steals, but a lot of those in the first half. I mean, you turn it over 10 times in the second quarter, and that's that's really hard. Yet they still came out with the lead after the second quarter. That's the remarkable thing. They led by four at halftime. 
and they turned it over ten times in the second quarter, and yet still outscored the Wolves by five. So you could they were finding a way to sustain that, but then in the third quarter they couldn't get into a rhythm offensively and get good looks. In fact, I don't think they got a field goal in the third quarter uh, until like the six minute mark or something along those lines. After the first one, they had made one, and then they just didn't they didn't do anything. Uh, that got them looks at the basket that they wanted, or per se. And uh, you know, I, I, I give the Wolves' defense some credit. I think they felt a little sense of desperation, uh, a lot like the Grizzlies probably did last year. In fact, it's remarkable kind of the similarities, except for the difference in experience levels and the rest of the team. But the Grizzlies last year, when they lost John Morant, it was right around this time. They were a game under 500, and they started. It kind of clicked for them, and maybe that's what is going to happen for Chris Finch's team now. That's the hope, obviously, in Minneapolis after talking to people that, hey, maybe they'll bond around this because the first time you saw that team, they did, they just didn't look like they enjoyed playing together. They yeah. don't look like they enjoy playing with one another. I, I don't know what kind of camaraderie or chemistry they have. Um, you know, if, if it's my team and I'm Chris Finch, who I think is a heck of a coach, um, I, I build this around – Anthony Edwards and anybody that doesn't want to be a part of that, the door opens out. And whether if it's D'Angelo Russell that doesn't, the you know, I think they are a playmaker away from being really, really dangerous. Like a guy that just facilitates and gets it to your pure score. It's a little different than what the Grizzlies have in that they have a playmaker who's also a pure scorer who but will also be a willing playmaker. Sure. And I, I just don't feel like D'Angelo Russell is a willing playmaker now is he good enough to get them into the postseason with the roster that they have absolutely um you give a lot of credit to a guy like Jalen Noel who had a season high last night he's kind of one of those guys that's just fought to stay around and one of those glue guys and he played terrific and he played aggressive and those are the guys that have a chip on their shoulder they've all said in Minneapolis that Austin Rivers despite being in some places where his reputation wasn't that great as a teammate and what he wanted to do. They said in Minnesota he's been phenomenal. I like their addition of Bryn Forbes, who doesn't play a lot for them. Another guy that can come in and help you make some shots from the perimeter. But, you know, this this goes around what Edwards does. Um, McDaniels, I think, can be good. He didn't play last night. And figuring out how to play with that two-big system with, uh, with Gobert and Towns. Now you don't have to worry about that. Wendell Moore Jr., who was on John Morant, had played a total of 11 minutes in his rookie season. He had played 11 minutes. He went out there and he, he played. He just played with nothing to lose. Um, so I, I think that that's part of the things that you take into account. But, you know, I, I just think it's one of those weird nights in, the, in your 82-game schedule where, for whatever reason, whether it's the fact that it was frigidly cold in Minneapolis and you probably laid around and didn't do a whole lot sure. or – you know, the nights in New York, you know, you were out enjoying a couple nights off, whatever it may be. I'm not going to put it on that. Look, guys in this league have been going out after games. and I've heard that question a million times. Guys in this league go out to dinner and they do things. That's, that's not – they're professionals. And if they didn't show up with a professional attitude, they'll know it. Coaches will know it. I'm not as concerned about that. I didn't see just a lack of effort like you, were, you looked dead dog tired. They just were sloppy. And whether that was all on them or all on the Wolves' defense, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they tried to do a little too much. And I think sometimes they got into situations where you get by the first guy and then there's two guys waiting at the rim. Take the Dylan Brooks drive. He has a, uh, an aggressive move. It's a good move. 
The problem was Nas Reed was just standing in the middle of the paint when he made the move and didn't move. And he he was close enough to his defender or the guy he was defending where he could go protect the rim, and he blocks the layup attempt. It looked like Dylan had a sure layup, and then there's Nas Reed who blocked five shots. And so some of that could be spacing. Hey, make sure you give your, your guys a little bit more room. And I thought there wasn't great spacing last night allowing Minnesota to double-team easier than they probably should have been able to. No, I, I'm. by the way, to your point about the third quarter, the scoring point that you made, because you know, maybe I was – Something not paying attention to Pete and uh, Brevin. You are 100% right. So Dylan makes his first shot with 12 seconds yep. into the quarter. The next time the yep. Grizzlies scored, Dylan was at the free throw line with 5-11 left. The next yep. time they made a basket was 435. I mean, how many games do you win yep. in the NBA going eight minutes without scoring or seven minutes and 15 seconds without scoring, making a shot? They've had droughts like that this year, and I, I think – a lot of that is the the factor of Desmond Bain not being out there to stretch the floor and open things up a little bit more. I mean, look, the fact of the matter is when Des is on the floor, you have to be cognizant of where he's at. So that takes one defender out of there for sure. And if you have another one, uh, another player on the perimeter, whether that's Jaron or Dylan, you have to be cognizant of those guys. And it's nothing against John Conchar. It's nothing against Santi Aldama. It's nothing against anybody who steps into those shoes, but... Desmond Bain is a world-class elite shooter. And Minnesota certainly knows that. They found out firsthand last year. So, again, that, that, made, a, that made an impact. And like you said earlier, with eight minutes to go, they take a lead. They're still fighting. They're still scratching. They're still clawing. And that game isn't as lopsided as the score indicated. At the, down the stretch, they missed. The, there was a one-point game. Actually, this is the play that, to me, was there were two plays that were the turning point. One was... The, uh, the the ball gets deflected. Rudy Gobert doesn't run after it. Steven Adams starts running after it. Gobert shields him off. I didn't think it was a foul, but the ball goes all the way to the end line. Mm-hmm. And the notion is, all right, go pressure the ball so they have to use five or six seconds to get it up into the offensive set, and then they only have three or four to get a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, Dylan pressed up just maybe a step too far, and Anthony Edwards just took off, and they just took a chance to throw it down there and think Edwards can beat him in a foot race, and yeah. he did and got a layup. That's two points that shouldn't happen, should have had the stop. The other was with five seconds left, the ball goes out of bounds, you inbound, and someone gets caught in a switch, and D'Angelo Russell gets a wide, and I mean a wide open three, which you think, all right, you're going to inbound with five, you're going you're gonna to get two seconds to get set up or a second to get set up. Now you got four seconds but they found a wide-open look at three, and it was a two-point game at that point. It pushed it to five. Yeah. So um, both of those baskets were big, and then obviously the ejection, the foul, and then the ejection, and then Ja getting ejected. You get four free throws, and all of a sudden the game's out of reach. And that's the emotion of the game. Sometimes those things happen, but you also have to learn from them. If you're down in that situation and you've committed a foul, getting a technical foul and getting ejected at that point is not going to help your team. I know you're frustrated. I know you're angry, and I – understand why but that's where you just got to kind of tuck it in and and say all right we still have a chance albeit a small one but a chance if we really lock in and and make a couple of shots to put some pressure on them and uh once those free throws happen that that game was a wrap it's it's tough to win in that building look that's a that's a place where last year in their first game there they got their doors blown off it's the largest margin of defeat against the timberwolves Mm -hmm. in the in the matchups history was last fall when they went up there and lost by 40-plus. And then they came back and beat them in Memphis. And then they went back up there and lost a tight game. But 
they've had some struggles up there at times. And, you know, Minnesota's a better team than their record shows. That's the way the West is right now. They've been a little bit enigmatic. It's one of those things where you add a big piece in the offseason, you lose a couple glue guys, and you got to figure out now what the chemistry is. And um, I think if anybody was said to this team with the injuries they sustained, you're 12 and 9, 21 games in, you'd go, okay, you could be better. I heard some of the guys on the bus talking that they feel like there's two or three games they could have taken. And, I, you know, there's always going to be games like that. But then there's probably also two or three games you feel like they could have just as easily lost and somehow mm-hmm. came away with a win. So, yeah. um, you know, it all kind of washes out. And now you, you've gone through the first quarter of the season. And now you've got, like you said, uh, you've got a home game tomorrow. You've got a road game Sunday in Detroit and then a home game Monday. So you're playing three and four nights. Miami is going to play tomorrow and not play Saturday, so they'll have a little bit fresher legs. But that homestand, you get a chance to kind of open things up and and, uh, and and get things rolling in your direction. And if you pile on a few wins before Christmas, that's when the schedule starts getting tougher. You start seeing Phoenix, and you start seeing Golden State, and you start seeing Denver, and those are the elite teams in the West right now. And so you got to be ready to go and ready to uh, ready to be at your best. No, it is it is fascinating. We're talking to Eric Castleton. Uh the voice, play-by-play voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, right here on ninety-two-nine FM ESPN. Um, they have this, you know, five home games in, over the next six, and it's, you know, it it seems like it, as you get to the end of that home stand is when the schedule really starts to pick up in the middle of December. Um, you mentioned the games; they have three games and four nights. Then they get the Thunder and the Pistons, and then they go Hawks at home, Bucks at home, a game against the Thunder on the road, but then at Denver, at Phoenix. At Golden State on Christmas, Phoenix at home, Raptors on the road, Pelicans at home, Kings at home. Like it's uh, it, it starts yeah. to it starts to really build, and hopefully, you know, we we talked about this on Wednesday. You know, we we did a buy sell short or go to Reddit. The Grizzlies will be fully healthy by January first. So like Zaire and Desmond Bain both back. What do you say on that? Well, I think Desmond's almost a certainty at this point where he was upgraded to doubtful for last night's game. The boot is off, but they're going to be cautious with it. And then, you know, Zaire with patella tendonitis, what you're trying to honestly avoid is that it's not quite right. And then it gets worse. And then you have a real problem on your hand. Cause if you rupture that patella tendon, you're, you're done for a year. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's possible. I, I think, and that's going to be the fun thing is to see this team. But I think we've all seen that even, the really good teams are not having an easy time winning on the road. Phoenix has played a ton of home games. I think 12 and they're 11-1. and one. I'm not sure if last night for them was at home or not, but they played a ton of home games to start off, and they've dominated their home court, as the Grizzlies have. They've lost twice, and you feel like they should have won one of those games against Sacramento potentially, but they just didn't, you know, again, they were a little shorthanded. So, um, you know, it, it, it it's the jaw effect of, now you're a marketable team. You're going to play on Christmas. The common fan is going to start paying more attention to the NBA after we get through college football conference title games and, and the NFL gets into the playoff picture. But as Christmas rolls around, we know more and more people pay attention to the NBA. And when they're trying to showcase this new, exciting young team to, to the common fan that, that maybe doesn't know all that much about the Grizzlies other than John ja Morant, you're going to face better teams because they want to put those matchups out there and say, hey, watch this game on NBA TV, watch this game on ESPN, watch this game on TNT, and look at this new team that's on the rise that's going to be here for a while. 
that's where you're opening schedule. You see more of the games against the Thunder. You played both games uh, in New York and, and, and Brooklyn, and you, you faced Detroit twice before the end of the calendar year. That Those are games that they're like, okay, we don't need to showcase those games. Those are games that if we put them on now, they'll do well, and maybe they build up their record, and now we've got even a more marquee matchup. I think some of that does go into the thought process. I don't know that for a fact, but it only seems logical to me that that would be part of it, like, hey, when there's more people watching and the ratings are higher, we want people to see this team as opposed to let's throw them on a Tuesday night TNT game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.